Hello, I'm Megan Chapa. I am host of Travel Radio Podcast. And this episode is going to be part of the series of us talking about summer road trips and fall road trips because that's going to be hot on people's bucket list because we just, we can't fly right now or people aren't comfortable flying. And so this is going to be an episode that is, you know, for the New Englanders or people that want to get into New England. And it's comical because you're going to know where these guys are from or not where they're from when you hear them speak. And to introduce my guests that are going to help us get through our road trip in the Boston area, or rather day trips from Boston, these are my guests, Joan and Martin of Trailblazer Tours. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hi. Would you introduce yourselves and what you guys do in a, you know, a normal scenario uh, when we're mm-hmm. not all locked down and trying to avoid each other? Sure. Uh, so my name is Joan, uh, my husband Martin. Uh, we are private tour guides in and around Boston, based in Boston, even though the accent uh, <laughs> might trick. <laughs> um, so yeah, we take small groups, anywhere from one to maybe 20, 30 people who are traveling together. Uh, we show them in and around Boston, and then maybe within like a 50 mile radius around the city, different places mm-hmm. uh, that they would like to see. Um, and so we both have been doing that for what Martin said. Yeah, seven eight years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been uh, it's been terrific. It really has. So, so we've yeah. swapped places a little bit. I'm sitting in the UK, <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting you in Boston, be- one of my hometowns. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> that's all yeah. right. I know, and Martin's here, what, 30-something years? Yeah, I came in 1986. I, I arrived here, so, and um, I came here for two weeks, and then uh, I stayed, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'll be happily joining you soon in my country and now your countries. That's great. Okay, yeah. so typically you guys are doing small group tours, and we're going to work from your knowledge base, giving these private tours, mm-hmm. but uh, people could still contact you for a tour if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And I have trailblazertoursboston.com. It is right below. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, that's as we're, uh, we've got our website, Facebook, all the social media places. So, yeah, right now with what's going on, we're doing um, walking tours probably through the summer. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out things are before we could jump back into doing driving tours but typically we have sort of high-end vehicles that we would pick people up you know six passengers yeah mm-hmm. um or bigger we would we work with a bus company in boston mm-hmm. and if there's a bigger group, we would work with them um so right now mostly walking tours and then later in the year we're hoping we can get back out and do some driving stuff uh, to take people beyond the city um so yeah we have sort of deep expertise in and around boston and then the different areas that we'll maybe cover off today that would be great if we can show people around but even just to use us as a resource mm-hmm. right now because we know little back roads and little places that you might not come across mm-hmm. on your own so just use our expertise um, and get in touch with us hit us up on social media or messenger or whatever and right. we'll happily behind the scene to tips to people all right well, i'm going to bring up your website right now so uh, okay they're in, <laughs> looking at my email hold on <laughs> that is not the right screen folks here we go all right all right let's get back here 
All right, sorry about that, folks. Okay, now we're on their beautiful websites. Okay. Well, then, now we, we're having some lovely previews of what's happening, including some of the places we're going to go today. Hmm. Would it be all right if we jump right into Boston? Sure. sure. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going to start on Acorn Street. Perfect. Yeah, I can start with that, Willa. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so the... <laughs> Sorry, hold on one second. Uh, uh, Joe, would you scoot to your left? There you go. Over in. There you yeah. Go. Is that better? Yeah, but I've got most of your face. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. So what you're looking at, the first one is Acorn Street. This is probably the most picturesque photographed street in Boston in the neighborhood of Beacon Hill. Um, so we just love that street. It just is like quintessential Boston, you know, the red brick, the cobblestones. Um, and so it's one place, whether we're touring privately with people or just to go up. And um, although it's a private street from the bottom of the top of the street, you can just get this beautiful shot of it and the locals right there normally like this time of year they have beautiful window boxes that are in full bloom so that's definitely a little place to check out coming to Boston so see it's in Beacon Hill um, and so it's a little off the beaten path but um, put it in a search wherever you are in Boston it'll pop up because it's such a popular such a popular stop, uh, stop for us and for anybody coming to the city so um, yeah we use that as our kind of backdrop yeah it's lovely I Yes, I yeah. know the street. It is lovely. Uh, yeah, it takes a a two year old a little while to get down there. We've we've taken a couple of trips, but um, you know yeah. they're older now. They'll do fine. Okay, can we <laughs> move on to um, looks like Granary Burial Ground and Copley Square. Yep. So at the Granary, of course, a lot of people have heard about the Freedom Trail when they when they come to Boston. Not better. When they come to Boston, it's one of the things that they're sort of keen to follow the Freedom Trail. So it's about a two and a half mile walk or drive. Um, and we hit about 16 stops along the way. And probably one of the most popular to go into is what you're looking at, the Granary Burial Ground. This is where we sort of see all the cast of characters, the all-star, if you will, of the Revolutionary War, where they're all buried, the Sam Adams, Paul Revere. So we tell a lot of those stories. Uh, but in the Granary, you know, of for the most part, it's open from sun up to sundown type of thing, and you can go in. It's pretty well marked in there. What of the grave markers you want to walk around? But they're um, they're pretty obvious. They're well marked, except really Paul Revere's. He's way up the back, uh, so it's well worth taking a little meander through the granary and just even checking out some of these old gravestones. If you're, I mean, so many people are into wandering around a graveyard. So this is where uh, the not the oldest in the city, but probably the most famous. And then the other thing we kind of cover off is um, Copley Square. So we talk a lot about the change in Boston over the years, how it's developed over the years. Uh, the whole of the back bay is um, like reclaimed land. I mean, it literally was the back end of Boston Bay yeah. um, that was filled in the 1800s. And so the sort of central part to that is Copley Square. And what you're looking at is mm -hmm. just a nice comparison of old architecture from probably like 1875 uh, to the Hancock glass tower right behind it. So everybody interested in any way of like architecture, Copley Square has multiple variations of that right around. So it's a kind of nice spot to check out. Again, That's you your Instagram shot right there. Boom. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you laugh when you say this is the old architecture from the 1800s? <laughs> well, it's funny because, I mean, Boston has nearly four centuries of architecture in it. And so even when people from Britain and, of course, from Scotland, when they come, they're like, oh, we weren't expecting to see so much old stuff here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Glad we could keep, keep you guys on your toes a little bit. <laughs> Okay, let's do Paul Revere Mall. Yeah. Yep. So, again, sort of popular places for people to want to visit along the Freedom Trail. We've got Paul Revere's house, which uh, dates back to, like, uh, the 1680 era. Uh, that's open. It's a museum. People can go in there. And then this area that we're looking at now is in the Italian North End. So it's a place that we recommend people go for dinner, for drinks, great dessert shops, coffee yeah, shops. Say, what's your favorite pastry shop? Yeah, so there's a big debate about the cannoli here in Boston. Is it Mike's or is it modern? Uh, and let me tell you, we test way too many of them. Yes. We're <laughs> so Mike's yeah. pastry people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're the, like the bigger of the, the two spots. Um, and there's a nice little coffee shop a couple of doors down, like a real Italian-style coffee shop that we like to recommend as well. So lots of places to eat, drink, coffee down there. Mm -hmm. um, Right in the heart of the North End is the, the shot that you're looking at is the Paul Revere Mall. Mm -hmm. So this beautiful sculpt um, as statue of Paul Revere doing the midnight ride. Mm -hmm. And then in the background, something that uh, is sort of famous to everybody in America is the steeple of the old North Church where the lanterns were hung mm -hmm. the night the um, American Revolution really started. Mm -hmm. and so that's a great backdrop, and we'd cover both of those sites along the Freedom Trail. Um, and it's just beautiful. This time of year, all the trees are out. Normally, we'd see people hanging around in the mall, having a coffee, having a slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. Not as busy at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great – the North End is a must when you come to Boston, for sure. Okay. What about Faneuil Hall? Yeah, so Faneuil Hall makes it, of course, to everybody's list. It's a real sort of tourist centre, like a hub of the city. The hall itself, Faneuil Hall itself, um, it's, there's shops on the ground floor. There's a national park on the upstairs. So it's kind of on the list to go. It's probably one of the places that, um, yes, you have to stop by. But it's, it's kind of once you've seen it, that's it. What we like about it is the way they use the area of Fenio Hall today is pretty much what it was designed for hundreds of years ago. It was a public meeting place. It was a shopping area, and we still use it for all that today. Like right outside Fenio Hall, where you're seeing that photograph of all the people in the the, um, the around the statue, there's normally like street performers right there, and mm -hmm. people are just hanging out, watching them. Then you've got Quincy Market right beside it, uh, which is like this great food court. So everything from clam chowder to shrimp to lobster rolls to cannolis, pizzas are in there. And that's a great option for, like if you're just in town floating around, take walk through there because sometimes it's hard to satisfy what everybody wants to eat. They'll yeah. definitely get something to eat right there. And that's right next to, um, to Fennel Hall's Quincy Market. Yeah, now yeah. Boston's on the ocean, so we got to yeah. talk about the harbour. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We couldn't tour Boston without having the opportunity to show people beautiful views of the harbour. But the city, maybe about six or seven years ago, the, the city put in something called the Harbour Walk. Yeah. And it's a beautiful walk that starts actually in South Boston, 
and take to all around these little harbours and wharf areas that we have in the city. Like, it's miles long. Uh, the picture you're looking at now is just in the neighbourhood of the seaport. And so from there, you can start and you're, you're really just hugging the harbour right the way around. Um, so it's a beautiful walk to do. And then you're all the time, you're kind of looking in at the financial district and the, the sort of skyscrapers in and around the, the harbour area. Again, lots of places to stop for photographs, for coffees, for drinks. And then right there, a little bit further up from where that photograph is, we have a great children's museum for oh, younger kids, maybe yes. five or six less. Uh, right beside that then is the Boston Tea Party Museum. And that sort of satisfies everything. They do a really nice job, different ways to exhibit. Um, <laughs> you get to throw tea in the harbor, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can throw it in the harbour, get to see how sailors lived back in the day. And then you go into this amazing sort of exhibit of what happened after the tea party, all the way up to the start of the revolution. So that's right in that little walkway. So it's a, it's a great spot to just hang out for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I have to yeah. recommend that Children's Museum. We have spent so much time in there. We were members at one point. And yeah. there's a rock climbing wall. They have, at the time, they had a Japanese tea house set up. It's just, they just, it's incredible. It's always changing. And if you want your kids to burn out calories and be creative at the same time, not a lot that has to do with the actual city, but you know, it keeps everybody happy. So there you go. Yeah. And then what about the aquarium? You must have walked Mm -hmm. then from the museum along to the aquarium, another great spot for, I mean, all ages, you know, you just do a great job in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So should we move north? Yeah. So where are we going to go? uh, will we will we head up to Gloucester, Rockport, all those sorts of areas? All right, lovely. Yep. So, so quite often, you know, people will be come to Boston for two or three days, and there's tons to do in the city for that length of time. You could you could literally spend a week in this area and still not cover everything. Yeah. So. Spending a couple of days in, in the city and then maybe sort of venturing out. Um, and if you've, you've kind of had enough of history, then quite often going north is a really nice option. Um, the way we sort of take it, we go highway until the town of Manchester by the sea. Might have heard about it. It was a movie out set in that area a couple of years ago. Bit of a tearjerker. Yeah. Uh, but it does have some, <laughs> some nice views. Um, of that area so we kind of take the highway up there we get off there and then we pick up a more scenic drive I think it's route 127 Um, and then that takes us right again right through little towns like Magnolia beautiful just really new quintessential New England scenes really Mm -hmm. Uh, so Manchester by the sea Magnolia then into Gloucester a uh, good place to put in your navigation system is Gloucester Visitor Centre. That's probably about 45 minutes. You've been in the car about 45 minutes to this point. So nice little spot, uh, bathroom stop. You walk straight past the Visitor Centre and you're out on these massive rocks that then just has this whole vista of, you know, Gloucester Harbour area. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Then you can take a walk, maybe about a 15, 20-minute walk, right around the sort of uh, broad walk, if you would call it, or maybe seafront, okay. uh, right around what you're looking at now is the Fisherman Memorial. Um, so if you remember the movie, I don't know how many years ago it was out now, but The Perfect Storm. The Perfect Storm. I, th- I was thinking about I love that movie. You know, breaks yeah. your heart, but man, mm-hmm. good movie. Another t- 
Um, so the uh, that sort of is was all set in and around Gloucester. That ship went down out in the in Glo- it was from Gloucester. And then this is like a famous scene in Gloucester where this memorial has all the way around it has all the names of the fishermen that have been lost at sea. Uh, since I mean, Gloucester, uh, yeah, Gloucester is a super old town as well. So we head from there. Then you keep following one twenty-seven. Then you take out, you branch off a little bit, um, and I can't remember the name of the street. I think it's something like Atlantic Ave or something, uh, and that's a back road from Gloucester into the next town, which is Rockport, and it takes you around. It's maybe like a five, ten-minute drive, but you're right on the coastline. And you've just got this massive view of rocks in and around New England. It just gives you this feel for choppy waves coming in onto the rocks. Uh, there's twin lighthouses there that you get a little peek at as well. Mm-hmm. So that's well worth uh, taking that little back road. And then into this really cute artsy town of Rockport. Uh, what you're looking at on one uh, side of this, the slide is just this harbour area. And this red barn red building there is called Motor. One, uh, we kind of laugh. It's been in a couple of movies. Probably most famous for being in a picture in the dentist's office of Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah, I. Now that you say it, I know it. I've seen that movie so many times because you know, mom life. <laughs> yeah. um, so beautiful views right there. Next shot then is um, called Bearskin Neck, and this is a little. It's just a little windy road, maybe take you five minutes to walk on the road, a couple of minutes, you can drive all the way down, but walking's the best way to do it. Uh, lots of little artsy stores, um, you know, just like things that you wouldn't find, some antique stores, some nice coffee shops, great place to sit out in the deck and have some clam chowder, lobster roll. And then right at the very tip of Bearskin Neck is one of our favourite places to take people. It's called My Place by the Sea. They have beautiful outdoor dining. Um, their clam chowder is amazing. And they do these lobster tacos. Wow. They are I know. They are to die for. So First off, love- you said lobster and tacos together. Second off, you said tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little bit of like combination accents coming through. I love it. I love it. Keep going. You're, you're good. Um, so yeah, we like to hang out in Rockport, just give people time, catch the views and have a little walk around. Uh, then we start kind of heading back towards the city. Take a stop in Salem. Of course, many people have heard of Salem with the witch trials. Um, and that's what draws a lot of people to Salem. There's, I think, three different museums that tell the story of the witch trials. Uh, probably our favourite would be the the Salem Witch Museum. And they have, like, mannequins almost that tell the story of it. So that's probably the one. I'm kind of glad you didn't give me pictures of that because it sounds terrifying. It kind of is, and the way they've done it, um, you know, I think it, the, you're hearing the creak of the, like, almost, like, creaky floorboards and things like that, so they've got, they've done it, they've done it well. It's a little dated, but it's still a kind of fun visit, Yeah. Uh, but there's lots more to Salem. The other nice thing about Salem, if you didn't really want to drive, you're basing yourself in Boston for a few days, you can actually take a ferry from Boston Harbour 
right into Salem Harbour. So you've got this nice little sail that mm. you can take. And then everything that you want to visit in Salem is within no more than a 10-minute walk from the harbour. Mm-hmm. Um, so the picture you're looking at is House of the Seven Gables. Um, and they do a really nice job taking you around the house itself, Nathaniel Hawthorne's um birthplace and then they've got like a nice visitor center so they do a kind of nice job at setting the scene of Salem back in back in that era not necessarily the Salem witch trials but there's kind of quirky things in Salem to do like there's a great statue of bewitched and right beside that is probably one of our favorite little uh, haunts to go to it's called the Gulu Gulu Cafe so it's like I know it's like artisan sandwiches, craft beers, coffees, crepes, and it's just a little off the beaten path. You wouldn't probably stumble across it, yeah. but it's just like it's just typical quirky Salem. Yeah. So that's a great day, even in itself, is to head up to Salem. And then as we come back to the city, so we finish up in Salem, and then we take a bit of a back road round to Marblehead, little spin around Marblehead, um, little stop at a place called Castle Rock, which is the view you're looking at now, this massive big rock formation that looks right out into the bay. Um, and then from there, we take uh, the Linway and the Revere Beach Parkway back to Boston. So we do this nice scenic view right along the coastline all the way back to, to the city. So that's like a beautiful day out of the city, like a break from your city break, if you will. Yeah. Um, and you can easily do that. Of course, we'd love to do it with you, but you can easily do that, you know, as a day for yourselves. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah. just messages that will give you the route to take and the places to go. Awesome. Well, in the show notes, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be below this video. And if you go to the show notes from the podcast, it'll be you'll see their faces top right. Click on their faces and then you'll be able to get all of their information and bio there. Okay. Lovely. So um, do we want to go maybe south? Yeah. So let's head to say, um, maybe head south down to Plymouth. I'm going to switch over to Martin because Martin does more of the next two tours that the, we talk about. So he's got the sort of expertise in those area. Okay. Martin? Sure. I'll move around. Sorry, but thank you. No, <laughs> How's that, Megan? We got it? Great. Okay, so the first picture you see there is the, the home of president, the presidential home of uh, John Adams. Uh, Quincy actually has uh, three presidential houses. Uh, that's of course uh, this is where John and Abigail Adams actually would have settled after they came back from England in the 1780s. There's also the house where President uh, John Adams was born, and where John Quincy Adams was born as well. So uh, the National Park, the Rangers do an absolutely fantastic job there. That's that's a great take. And Quincy goes back to the year 1625, so that's quite an interesting old town as well. So fantastic! that's a great place. It's only like 20 minutes out from the city as well. Yeah. So have you been to the house? I have. I have. But um, actually, we decided not to go in because we had a toddler meltdown. But, you know, our kids are a little older now. So soon. Soon for the inside. Uh, also, you got the first. Um, it's an unofficial presidential library. It's made of brick. And uh, John Quincy Adams built that to protect almost 10,000 books that the Adams had, the Adams family had. You know, that's an incredible place right there. Well, they, my, they should they should. Go on. My husband is a man for libraries, so yeah. we'll have to go. 
Yeah, it's excellent, it really is. And of course, um, John Quincy Adams, he spoke, they said, seven languages. He could understand 11 languages. So there's books in many languages in there. And you can go right in to see the library. That's wow. excellent. Wow. So uh, then we'll, we'll do the next one. Yeah, looking at Scituate Lighthouse. Scituate Lighthouse, yep. Um, right there, that goes back to the 1800s. Um, famous, I guess, for the War of 1812, this lighthouse, when a couple of sisters, named the Bates sisters, the British Army were approaching to attack the town, to sack the town. And they got behind the wall, one of them played a drum, one played a whistle. They called them the Army of Two, these two young girls. And the British Army thought it was the militia um, coming to take them on, and they just, they, they headed for the hills, they left, <laughs> they turned around, you know. And there's a fact there, I memory of the Bates sisters. But it's a great view right out there at Scituate Harbour. And Scituate now is a, another beautiful coastal town, great for a walk around some artisan shops, um, great, great lunch spots there as well. Um, h- highly recommend Scituate. So that's part of our South Shore, uh, of our actual, the, the route we take out. So we start off in Quincy. Um, do we do we show the Dunkin' Donuts? We don't. Uh, we also passed by the first Dunkin' Donuts in the United States on this tour as well. Uh, the very I wish first we had one. a picture because I'll tell you that is like if you cannot throw a rock in Boston without hitting a Dunkin' Donuts. There's over 100 in the city of Boston. Over 100 Dunkin'. Donuts. <laughs> and they're That's across right. the street from each other. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Situate there, beautiful town. Um, we kind of get down through Situate, and we also get down to the town of Duxbury. The next picture is the bridge. This is one of the largest wooden bridges in the world right here. And on the beach right there, there is a great lobster shack right there as well, right not too far from the bridge. We like to stop there maybe for lunch. It only opens summertime. You, you come in in September, you, you, may, you might be a little late for that one. So, but um, Duxbury, that, that's also, a, it's one of the wealthiest towns in the state of Massachusetts. I believe they have the, the highest tax rate per square foot is in Duxbury. Mm. But the great school system. And um, there's a bakery there. Um, I think French Memories? I think it's called French Memories, right? It's, uh, that's really a great stop there for a sandwich, for a pastry right there in Duxbury. It's excellent. Good, good tip. What yep. about the... Um, what about the Mayflower? You guys go down to Plymouth. We go down to Plymouth, and um, the Mayflower, the, the Mayflower Two, which is normally in Plymouth Harbour, which was meant to come in this year, but because of COVID nineteen, it's all been it's, it's it's been delayed for a while. Okay. And um, it's a replica ship, and they, they was actually built in the nineteen sixties. They sent they sent it across from England. Oh, wow. And it actually be it, it behaved exactly like the ship in the in the Mayflower book. Uh, like like the pilgrims, as uh, all the problems they have with that boat that the pilgrims had, it's a replica of the ship. All the same problems sailing it, and uh, that 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 gets um, hundreds of thousands of visitors per year right there at the Mayflower too. Mm-hmm. And when you want to it, you're going to imagine how is how is there a hundred passengers? How is there like thirty five crew on this boat? And they somehow all made it across the Atlantic Ocean in 1620. So that's it's crazy. A, it's a it's a cool take. It really is. Awesome. And, so the next one, John, is, um, oh, yeah, Plymouth Plantation we have next. So uh, Plymouth Plantation, it's, it's kind of a, a mock-up of what was life, what was it like living in, in the plantation in the 1620s. Um, there's reenactors there. They do a great job. Um, one of the cool things is your kid can join the military at 3 p.m. in the daytime there. <laughs> so it's back in the, they reenact this where they get volunteers and they all have to learn how to use a pike. And uh, and um, in, the, in, in the act of self-defense of the town, so that's that's really cool right there. Uh, 
It's a little cut back at the moment. You've got to book ahead in advance. You take it online right now because of COVID. Normally, you could walk right in there. Mm-hmm. You can't do that right now. Plus, you can't have lunch there right now. But in Plymouth, in the town itself, plenty of little lunch places right in there. Okay. Right along that. So, and um, the next one you see is um, Plymouth Rock. And, of course, that's the actually, the, they, do, they, they, they say it's the landing spot where they first landed the Pilgrims in 1620, right there. When you see it, it's a little bit kind of a disappointment for some say, people. people that, are always sad about Plymouth Rock. <laughs> they expected it to be uh, something they, like out of the Lion King, you know, where they're holding the lion over the big rock, and it's not. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of cool, but there's a couple of really cool statues right around there. Uh, one is of Massasoit, the Indian chief who helped the pilgrims back in the day. And there's also one a statue of Governor uh, Bradford, William Bradford, very close. The governor of uh, the statue of William Bradford is tiny. Massasoit is absolutely gigantic. And why was that? Um, I guess they, they had a budget to make a big statue of Massasoit. The guy didn't have as much money for Governor Bradford. So he's kind of a much smaller character. That's kind of interesting as well. <laughs> right. So That's look, excellent. Uh, Good information. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think... I think, I think that's basically, I guess, that's a lot of Plymouth right there. Oh, by the way, there's a there's the memorial to, 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 to the founding, to, to the forefathers there. It's the largest granite statue in the United States. Mm. Um, it went to the 1880s, and uh, that's, that, that's kind of a, even so a lot of the locals in Plymouth don't know about it, but we, give, give, we can give you the GPS, the map, or where to go to see it. Unbelievable. Okay. really is. It took 45 years to complete that, that piece of work right there. And the names of all the people on the Mayflower are right there on the, on the statue as well. Wow. Awesome. I, d- I didn't know. It's good to know. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and also, go ahead. Thing, Megan, sir, if you are a Mayflower descendant, you can go to, to the Mayflower Society there. They can look up your family background because there's, uh, there's 30 million people in the United States who are descendants from the people on the Mayflower. Yeah, that's neat. I am not one of those yep. people, but that sounds like a really cool experience. I'd like to travel with somebody who is, though. I'd like to. I'd like to see it all in action. So, there we go. So, do we want to move? Go, Sorry, go ahead. We're gonna go northwest, right? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, the first statue you see there is on Lexington Green. This is the Minuteman statue, and uh, this this goes back to right around the turn of the century. And, of course, Lexington is uh, where the first shots of the Revolutionary War were actually fired. Um, this is where Paul Revere did the famous Midnight Ride. I kind of tell stories about um, what a kind of what a crummy night Revere had. He really had a tough go that night. He, it's not like when you hear the British are coming, the British are coming. He's lots of problems, communication problems. He kind of break down a good story there of the battle road out to Lexington. Um, also, they reenact the battle uh, every uh, Patriot's Day. We get about 8,000 people on Lexington Green at 6, 6 a.m. in the morning. So that, that's, a, that's something mm. that you might want to, if you're planning a road trip in the springtime, to come in and check that out. Mm. So that's a great take right there. Um, also, there's a museum right across the street that you can check out. And uh, there's also the, the, um, there's, there's a house uh, where John Hancock actually spent some time as a young child. It was five minutes walk from there as well. So um, you, you can check out that house. And then... Um, Actually, Mr. Revere spent some time in the house that night and, and the, when he was going out the Battle Road warning people. So mm. that's a great take. They're also a museum. And you can buy a ticket for three houses right there, and it's very reasonable. Okay. Uh, right in, in Lexington. Um, the next one, 
Is that that's that's the green zone, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next one you're going to see is the Alcott House at the home of, and of course the, the Little Women movie is really big this year, and uh, they actually do a great tour right there off the house. But what's really cool, Megan, is there's actually a walking trail that connects from Lexington over to Concord, and uh, you can walk right the whole trail if you want. Some people even even get a bike if you've got bikes with you. Take a take a bike along the trail, and you're going to come across what's called the Paul Revere capture site, where Revere was actually captured that night as well. Mm-hmm. And that that really really cool right there. So, and the next one we're looking at is um, the, is the bridge, the Old North Bridge. And I think you're familiar with that yourself. I am. Um, definitely, um, I think it's a, a, a just a turning point in American history where the people come down the bridge to take to, from the hill to take on the British. Of course, the British are completely unexpecting that. What, what did the, these farmers won't take us on. Well, guess what, guys? you got to fight on here. So I do a, a, quite a detailed story there at the Concord River, at the, the fight at the old North Bridge. Um, now, also in the town of Concord, very, it's, it's like something out of a Norman Rockwell painting, that town. You, you've, you've seen it yourself, Megan, mm-hmm. really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recommend for a bite to eat there is the Main Street Cafe. Yeah. Um, great for families uh, if you're on a budget, but the food there is really good. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great lunch stop right there. Uh, there's plenty of coffee shops right there, um, artisan shops to walk around to buy gifts. And uh, there's actually a great cheese shop right there in Concord as well, if mm-hmm. you're, if you're, especially if you're in a camper, is to pick up some cheeses there, right there in the cheese shop. Nice. And every December, brings in a massive half-ton piece of cheese from Italy. That's a big day in Concord in December <laughs> as well. So it's, uh, it's it's quite the place. It really is. Now, when we head back towards Boston, but I take a back road back in. And you can see here the last picture is Walden Pond. And that's, of course, where uh, Henry David Thoreau wrote his book, where he spent two years, two months, and two days out on the pond there. He built himself a cabin from the from, – um, there were some Irish railroad workers out there. There was some wood left over makes us have a small cabin. He goes into the wilderness and he, and he writes, writes his famous book right there. So and in the fall, the colors out here are spectacular. When people come for fall tour, we just, we just, we just send them out to Lexington Concord. You're going to see plenty of color yeah. right out there along the battle road. So, yeah. yeah. Guys, so. this is fantastic information. It just makes me realize like how much I love and miss my country and our history is incredible. And um, it's it's just really funny for me to hear <laughs> to hear you guys with your accents be pumped up about American history. Um, but these are great, great spots and really good tips for where to stop and where to eat, where to stretch your legs. And yeah, and I just think about Paul Revere riding like a maniac on those little trails in the dark. I mean, really in the dark. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah it's it's some exciting stuff, and I really hope yeah. that people will take you up on your advice for, you know, trips, maps, routes, uh, and mm-hmm. and hopefully when this thing all gets back, we'll be able to get you face to face with some clients because I know you've got lots more to tell, and I enjoy the way you present it. So, thank you very Great. very much for joining me. Thank you. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Yes. Thank you, Mike. And, you know, I always like to give a space for if there's anything I've forgotten, do you want to include anything else? Is there something I've missed that you would like to put no, out there? No, I think we did a sort of nice flow on to the things that we do and then how we can just help. Mm. Uh, if you're an individual traveler, 
you know, let us get in touch with us. We're happy to help if you're a travel professional. Keep our information. Hopefully, when the time's right, people will come back to Boston mm-hmm. um, and we'll to, you know, show them around or give them advice as to where to go. But, I mean, what got us into this business was, you know, our passion for Boston and the city and its vibrance. And so we just are, we just love showing that to other other people. So yeah. be a resource for that. Yeah, great. And then I saw you were offering something that I do want to put out there for people to know. You've done some sort of a virtual tour. Yeah, so of course right now we ha- we haven't really toured since March. And we were chatting about it one day about how quickly you get rusty, right? You sort of start to lose some of your knowledge. I mean, just imagine not doing your job for months. And so we were kind of like, how, you know, what what, what can we do uh, to just keep sort of in, entertain people, give people something to think about and do and do something differently, keep ourselves sharp. So, yeah, about maybe a month, six weeks ago, we launched a live virtual tour. Uh, so I sort of host it on Zoom and invite people along. Mm-hmm. And Mark's on location. Uh, he starts at the Massachusetts State House and does like an hour yeah. of a walk along yeah. the Freedom Trail. That's cool. Um, so he, yeah, so he's, you know, telling us about the sites. We're seeing his camera. You've got the opportunity to ask questions um, through the chat box. And I ask Martin the questions as he's going around. And uh, we're just kind of, you know, hoping that it's going to be something to put out there, but it'll encourage people to think about putting adding Boston to their list of places to visit. We're, right now we've been doing it on the weekends. We're waiting to see the popularity of it. We're open to doing it more often. We're open to doing it for private groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we pretty much use Facebook as the vehicle to get that information out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're having fun doing that. Yeah, it's been, it's been terrific. Is yeah. there another one planned? Yes, yeah, so, so Saturday, yeah. uh, we're pretty much been doing them on Saturdays. So Saturday, which would be, I'm not even sure what date we're at now. What would that be? The we're at the 20th? 16th, but I don't know when this will air. So looking forward. So, mm-hmm. so we're, we're, we're doing one, at, check, just check out our Facebook page because we're kind of playing around with the times of it. We did one this week for East Coast time. We're probably going to do one. Um, in the weeks to come for West Coast time. Okay. So yeah, just check out our Facebook page because we're that's that's where we're posting it. Okay. Well, we have, we got our all of a good selfie stick, Megan. It was the Blair Witch Project to start going around the town, <laughs> fixed it up, and got some good um, headsets, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And um, then we're drawn, she throws the slides on up yeah. on the screen so we can say this is what this area looked like back in the 1800s or something. So. You get like a good before and after mm. imagination in your head. It's also great for anybody who has been to Boston, has made great memories of it, hasn't got the budget to come back, just jump on for the hour. <clears throat> we'll take you right around. Mm. Awesome. So. That sounds really neat, especially because when you have that, you know, look back picture, that's that's exciting. That's great. Mm. That's a good idea, guys. Yeah. That was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, we're looking for ways to entertain you know find things out everybody's kind of maybe a bit bored watching stuff on tv so this is something different that the whole family can can join on yeah great all right well i will definitely include that information if you send me a list of dates um, i'll include that in the show notes and then you know people can just go right into the show notes and and find out your dates and we'll have your facebook page connected there and all those sort of things so people can get to you guys easy 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Travel Radio Podcast. I appreciate your time. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Yes, wonderful. All right. Thanks. And uh, if you're listening, good night or good morning. (laughs) 